Warning, this podcast contains no talk of Avengers Infinity War. Mark Adams and this is Mark's Mess Podcast. I've no idea what episode number it is. It'll say on the thing what uh, episode number this is. It is not, we're not going to be looking at any of the letters. In fact, we're going to take probably two episodes break from the alphabet. So I am here with my two daughters, Charlotte and Catherine. Who were with me last weekend when we went to Comic-Con. Belfast Film and Comic Convention which was held in the Titanic quarter of Belfast. This is Charlotte and myself. This is our third Comic-Con. And Catherine, it was our first Comic-Con. We'll find out later on what she thought of it. But first, well first, if you would like to contact us, you can by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com or... On Facebook at Marksmess Podcast. On Twitter at Marksmess Podcast without the T. And on our webpage at marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com. Okay, we're a wee bit... This has been a, a long week for us. Uh, there's been so many things happening. We'll catch you up in the next podcast. But suffice to say, there's been extra things as well as work. Uh, the girls are getting ready for term exams and flute exams. Well, but Catherine did pass her grade five flute. <laughs> okay, and Charlotte's working towards her grade six flute. Ah. What we'll do in this episode is we'll take a break now and then when we come back we'll do some of the recordings we did at the Comic Con uh, which are with a couple of creators plus the 501st and then uh, there's a wee bit of us talking immediately after we come out and then we'll come back and we'll talk a wee bit about how we feel about Comic Con right now. See you in a minute. It is a sunny morning in Belfast and we're looking out over Belfast Lock beside the Titanic Exhibition Centre and the Titanic Building. It's nice and a beautiful day. Some people think it's weird that Northern Irish people are so obsessed about the Titanic because it sank. It seems a failure. But in reality, you know, it was alright when it left here. But we're not here for the Titanic. We're here for Belfast Film and Comic Con. with Film? Sh- film and t- films, yeah. Nobody told me that. Well, um, as you can hear, I'm here with Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine and Charlotte. Charlotte and Catherine. Me. Okay. We'll see who we see inside, what we see inside, and let's go. Me. See Belfast Castle straight over there. Uh, I'm Richard Davidson. I'm a co-founder of Back Pocket Comics, and this is... Stephen Young, and I am the other co-founder of Back Pocket Comics. We have uh, a couple of different titles. We have the Vim Initiative which is going to be a three-issue mini-series about our superhero, Vim. Uh, he wakes up one day with superpowers, and the story's told in a non-linear fashion, so we're jumping to the good bits, skipping out those old boring origin stories. Uh, we've got The League of Mundo. It's a 250-page graphic novel. Uh, it's kind of like a mixture between Assassin's Creed and Dragon Ball Z. We've got Haven, Taking the Reins, which is a demonic western. We've got Tarek, which is a post-apocalyptic... Uh, it's basically a survival story, so it is. Quite a young boy trying to make his way up through the ranks of the kingdom from the lower classes. And I may as well finish off with Soul Forge, which is Pokemon-inspired. Basically, in the near future, people's souls can come out of their bodies, and it's a battle of the souls to find the strongest in the world. 
well, when I woke up this morning, I was Steve Penfold, which is one third of uh, Beyond the Bunker, which also features Dan Thompson, the writer, and Ivana Matisha, who lives in Argentina, who's the colourist. Um, I'm the artist of Moon. Um, Moon is our comic. We've been working on it for a little while. There are five issues available, uh, some with alternate covers as well. Uh, but basically, the story of the moon is that the moon's been dropping out of the sky early hours of every morning for the last 2,000 years. And most recently, he's been putting on a suit, taking out a gun and fighting ridiculous crime. Ever since a botched, drunken Celtic ceremony in 12 AD. You see, he was supposed to be a beautiful blue moon goddess who could sweep entire armies into the sea. But they messed it up and we ended up with a skinny guy with a moon for a head. He's got no face which to emote, no mouth with which to speak. If you put a coat float in front of him, he will drink it, but no one's entirely sure how. He's a surprisingly good shot. And he's teamed up with a homicidal traffic warden by the name of Shade Rodriguez, who pretended he was from Chicago and really was suspected he's from Sheffield. <laughs> if that should be of any interest to any of you, then uh, head over to beyondthebunker.com where uh, copies are available. Uh, you can order them online and we will send them directly to your door. Or failing that, come and see us at any old con, any old place, and we will happily sell them to you. How you doing? Uh, I'm Jim McMahon. I would be the Garrison Events Coordinator, so I'm the guy who would organise the likes of today for the 501st. So for those who don't know, the 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming group. It was set up in 1998 by a guy called Alvin Johnson in America, uh, and it's grown from there. They made, they, made first, they made Stormtroopers, first of all, which are which in the garrison are referred to as TKs because that's what the number is. All the stormtroopers have a number. You don't have a name. Everybody, everybody. So a TK is a stormtrooper. TI is a TIE pilot. Uh, there was one about somewhere. Uh, TD is a sand trooper. TB is a biker scout. So it's like the real army. Everyone has a, an ID. So when you first join and you clear your first costume, you pick five, a, a number. It's five digits at the minute because we have nearly 12,000 members with costumes globally so practically uh, we don't have it here but we usually have a, a, a map which shows you every single garrison some countries uh, have two garrisons because they're that big uh, some countries have two garrisons because people don't get on with people and uh, like so in England we have they have the UKG which is a UK garrison but the Isle of Wight has became a garrison in its own right so they've separated and they, and they but it's, as I say we all do the same thing uh, as the signs say it, it's costuming for charity and community, so everything we do is for free. We never charge anyone for anything we attend. Uh, so our year is made up of hospital visits, community groups, church fates, uh, likes of Belfast City Council. We saw you at the Ulster Orchestra. Ulster Orchestra. We do the we did the Ulster Orchestra because that was. Uh, that was they were playing the Star Wars music and they thought it would be very apt. Uh, if you've seen the stormtrooper removing the lady in the front row, that was me. Uh, <laughs> we did. We she, saw she, that. She was talking, and she was warned twice. And the third time, I was going to remove her from the hall. And, and her husband, her husband was nodding, "Yes, please do." So, so we we, we do we do this type of thing. Uh, as I say, everything we do is uh, community focused. So we're cross community. We are non-denominational. We have. In our own garrison, we have people from Sweden, uh, people from Andrea there from Italy. Uh, he's, he's living in Ireland at the moment. Uh, so this this today is made up equally of members from north and south. So technically, being Northern Ireland and our lovely little country, we should be part of the UKG, but it physically doesn't work for us. Uh, so we mix with the boys down south and just do a whole Ireland thing. So it makes it much more flexible, much more uh, bigger group of people. 
Um, and, it, and it gets us, it gets us uh, good publicity. And, <laughs> and, uh, and that's a and, and that's a clone trooper. And I have to I have to say, it's really nice being in Northern Ireland. You're used to the PSNI policing things. It's nice when you go somewhere and it's a stormtrooper. Yeah, well, people people always say that's the first comment they usually ask when when the stormtrooper speaks back to them with the Northern Ireland accent. They're like, I've never thought of a stormtrooper, and we always tell them that those are the worst stormtroopers because they're, they're they're the baddest of the stormtroopers. <laughs> that, that's the really bad stormtroopers. So yeah, but as I say, every, everything the five first does, uh, as you can see from the table and the Rebel Legion, we do we do uh, is movie accurate. So we have things in the if you go onto the main Legion forum, you have a you'll see a thing called a CRL, which is a customer reference library. So those are basically taken from Lucasfilm or Disney movie accurate costumes, and uh, we we make every single every single costume to so everything you see here today you would see in the movie, and that's the imperfections as well. That's fantastic. Thank you very yeah, much. You're, you're more than welcome, guys. Okay, we're just out of Comic Con for this year. So, Charlotte, you've been to Comic Con twice before. What do you make of this year? The other two were better. And um, what way were they better? There was more variety in stuff and more stuff. Yeah, I noticed uh, um, when we talked to the, the uh, one of the comic book guys, he was saying that in other comic cons around Britain, there's more emphasis on comic books, so more comic book creators. I mean, there was a guy there selling fudge. Not very comic booky, mm-hmm. Or filmy. He comic book names on it. Yeah, he did. Everything. He made an effort. Muggle Raspberry. Muggle Raspberry. Yeah. What's wrong with that? It's not that comic book. Dark Side Expresso. Uh. I can't remember <laughs> what mine was called. It's like because of an A. Okay. Thank you for that. We'll we'll check the dictionary when we get home for all the words beginning with A. What did you think of it, Cam, from this being your first Comic Con? I thought there would be a lot more like Adventure Time stuff and all. I didn't see any Adventure Time. Now, the last comic book... I saw one knitted thing of something, but that was it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah the last time... I mean, I, I think the thing that disappointed me, we were in for two hours, and an hour and a half would have done it. Yeah. Um, you could even have squeezed into an hour if you were, like, by yourself. Yeah, and 15 minutes was us having lunch. Yeah. And maybe about half an hour you talking to people. Yeah, but that's part of being at Comic-Con. There was you talking to your mate from school. That took about half an hour. Mm-hmm. It didn't really. It took about five minutes. But, uh, okay, so that's that's the negative, some of the negatives. What was the best bits out of out of it? Who's first? Me. I got a gummy bear necklace. You got a gummy bear necklace. This guy actually... And I got two little leg things. One's a unicorn, one's a chicken. And I got fudge and I saw my friend. Okay. One of the things I like is we're sitting in the car park and there's a a soldier and Deadpool walking past behind the car. That's just weird. Best thing was, well, I got a Spider-Man necklace, which is very nice. And I got Captain America shield earrings. That's very good. Which I really like. And I got fun. One of the things I'd like to do at Comic Con is to sit and listen to the people talking. There was uh, the guy who played Adric was there, and then as we were leaving, a couple of actresses were up on board. I didn't actually recognise them, but that, that, that means nothing. They could be very famous. But you two don't want to sit and listen to people talk. No, because yeah, one 
one one person who was there, they started their sentence like five times mm-hmm. before they actually got through the sentence. Okay, I'll tell you what, we'll talk again and maybe in a few days' time to see what we ca- uh, else we can come up with and finish this podcast off. See you then. See you then. Bye. Bye. You like cheap comic books, right? Well, I'm Professor Allen, and I talk about cheap comic books on the Quarterbin Podcast. In every episode, I'll dissect a single comic from my collection, as long as I paid no more than 25 cents for the issue. Forget about $4 new comics that you can read in four minutes, or crossover events that can cost 100 bucks to collect. Join me in the Quarterbin, where even bad comics are a bargain, and good ones are a steal. The Quarterbin Podcast is part of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. Visit us at relativelygeekypodcast.blogspot.com or search Relatively Geeky or Quarterbin Podcast in iTunes. I guarantee it'll be worth every penny. It's J.L. May We're covering the Silver Age This J.L. May A comic event from Mark Wade We're crossovering a podcast There's 12 of us involved Get it in your ear holes, this J.L. We'll tell you all All about the Silver Age It's not great But it's okay We really have to warn you It has a controversial one where Mark Miller wrote the lead. But it also has some good stuff. style metal man. Challenges of the unknown. Green Lantern Flash Patrol of Doom. The seven soldiers of victory are in there too. Annual JLMA event is upon us once more. In 2018, we're reading The Silver Age from 2001. The journey begins in the podcast Justice's First Dawn and continues in the shows Relatively Geeky, Coffee and Comics, Supermates, Waiting for Doom, Idlehead of Diablo, The Longbox Crusade, The Lantern Cast, Batgirl to Oracle, Comic Reflections, Cosmic Treadmill, The Fire and Water Podcast. Do you know it's JLMA? It came out in 2000 We got it right And we're ready for some fun Do you know it's JML? It all begins this May Read the book, listen to 
the podcast to read, read the, the books. Listen to, to the podcast to read the books. Let them know it's something, something. And we're back. Okay, so we've had a few days away from Comic-Con to figure it out. First of all, let's go through the negatives. Charlotte, what were some of the negatives? We talked about them at the time, but what do you remember now? Uh, There wasn't much variety at it. There wasn't. There was about 30 stalls. Three of them were Lego figures. Uh, They looked like the same person made them because they were the exact same design and the exact same things. Yeah, it was. It was like that. There were two comic book shops represented and there were, I think, three comic book creators and the rest were just shops of bits and pieces, art, the few artists. Fudge. There was fudge. There was fudge. Not complaining. Not complaining. No, but that's okay. But also, I mean, this is the first time Catherine was at it and she was quite excited when we were there. We queued up outside uh before our time and we were allowed in we got through the first doors past the cafe into the second doors and it was still like a third of the way down the hall before it it started it was all bunched together in the middle like they could have spread out at least and the talk bit usually they have it like sectioned off uh-huh. But it was just in the middle of it. Well, it, at the side. It, no, no, it was in the it was in the middle that bit where like the seats the were. Well, it was close enough to the middle. It meant that you know I got to listen to it a bit when you passed by. As we said before, you two don't really didn't really want to sit down and listen to somebody talk no, about no, something no. you don't know. But I listened to a wee bit of the guy who plays Adric. Let's let's go to a few positive things. There were a lot of cosplays. There were probably four cosplay stalls. There were the uh, 501st, as we recorded. There was the Make-A-Wish people. There was, I, I, I forgot what the fourth one was, but the third one was Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So there's Ghostbuster cosplayers in Ireland now. And I did ask if there were any female Ghostbusters, and they said no. Not at this time, because the last movie was all female Ghostbusters. Yeah, they said. Well, didn't they say it was because nobody wanted to do Yeah, it? basically nobody's asked to maybe they will now but that's okay what was your favorite cosplay Mm. i i spoke to uh dr doom who says hello to professor allen and i spoke a bit with wonder woman who was in a movie wonder woman costume and she was quite willing to talk chat away she said the dublin one was a lot better i like there is somebody dressed as bimu from adventure time basically just like a game boy thing okay That was quite good. What about the Spider-Man? There was a guy dressed as Spider-Man Homecoming, not the Stark suit Spider-Man. I thought that was quite clever. And we, when we sat down for lunch, we saw... It was a good chance to have a look around us. Uh, we saw a two small Ghostbusters with, I presume, a parent dressed as the Marshmallow Man. And we saw a tiny baby Princess Leia toddling around. That was so cute. And there were quite a few things I people dressed up I, I didn't recognise, and quite a few people have put a lot of effort into it. I just loved the Doctor Doom. Would you ever dress up as anything, Charlotte? I don't know. I don't think I would. I, I think. Would. What would you? Dr- I, I what would you dress like, Catherine? I want to do it next year. I don't know. Any anybody Daphne. got any answers? What you, who she could dress up as? That would be great. Daphne, Velma. Velma wouldn't be as bad. 
Probably. The only thing I know that would probably be there is Adventure Time, so probably something from that, but I have no, no idea. Adventure Time's costumes are very elaborate. But you could dress up as anything. I mean, as long as you can fit it into the geek world. I could be a pancake. Yes. You could. You could be Miss um, Marvel. Mm, I don't have a Miss bathing one. suit. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, I forgot what you call them. The uh, Sorry? No, not quite a sorry. Oh, I was talking about this the other day with someone. Burkini. It's Burkini. It is the Burkini. Yeah, it's Burkini. Yeah, Burkini. Yes, I, I remember. I know. What was your favourite shop? Or what was your favourite store? Um, well, I only went to three, really. But, so, I went to Fudge one, that was pretty cool. We went to Lego one, that was pretty cool as well. But, but probably my favourite one was where I got a gummy bear necklace. <laughs> That's right, and a few people have commented on it. Oh, and I got earrings, and they were £8. They were 8 yeah. Okay. I feel better about what I bought. I bought a couple of comic books. And I saw my friend there and she she listens to these, so hi. <laughs> yes. Hi, Catherine's <laughs> friend. Hi. Have a nice day. How you doing? <laughs> I think everyone out there is your friend. Friends! Right, I bought uh, some comic books from some of the guys we talked to and let us talk a wee bit about these. This is the first time the girls have actually picked these up. And I got them signed. Let's do the first one. Moon. Uh, Moon starts off. Uh, it's written by Tan Thompson. It, art and graphics by Steve Penfold. And colours by Avana Matilla. So which one did we meet? I think we met uh, Steve Penfold. It says in the interview. Okay. Okay. It starts off in Scotland in 12 AD, where there's a ritual to bring the moon down to become a goddess to wipe out the enemies. But something goes wrong, and the moon actually comes down and becomes a man, a rather clumsy man. Skip forward to the present day, and the moon is part of a detective duo, and uh, they're looking at the... A murder scene. While the Moon's partner talks about going on a holiday, they are attacked and the Moon is taken down while the partner is shot. To be continued. Um, first of all, Catherine, you're the arty one here. What do you think of the art? It's very detailed. Yeah, it's quite good. take a lot of time. Quite good art. I, I like it. Uh, the story, halfway through, I got thinking, is the Moon ever actually going to do anything interesting? Because the Moon doesn't speak in it. It's just basically a man in a, a black suit with a moon head. So obviously he doesn't speak. But it actually got really interesting near near the end. It was interesting at the start, interesting at the end. A couple of pages where I thought, oh, this has slowed down so much, but then it picks up the pace again uh, to the end. I got the second comic as well, and I will be reading that. I, w- I would actually recommend it. Would you buy another one? I've got another one. I think there are five comics in the but series would you so buy far. Another one is that. I think I would. I would go out of my way to buy one. So I might actually look out on the internet and see if they'll send us stuff, which they will, of course. Okay, the next one is Charlotte. The Vim in- Initiative. The Vim Initiative, and this is by the Northern Irish Boys and Pocket Books, written by Richard Davidson, art and letters by Slight by Slate and cover by Matthew Ryan Uh, this is quite interesting it is a non-linear story 
What well, means what? It means it doesn't start at the beginning and the end at the end. It starts in the middle and goes to the start and goes to the end uh, and goes to the middle. Like, you're probably wondering how I got here. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, Here's the end. A bit like that. Somebody once told me uh, when telling children's stories, don't start at the beginning. Start halfway through. Okay, it makes it more interesting. People, how I tell you that? Because I would tell children's stories at times. What do you think of the art, Catherine? Sorry, say that again. It's not as detailed and there's like no shading or anything. It's pretty cool. It's quite basic. Yeah. It fits the story very well. This and dark. This story, it's very hard to do a synopsis of the story because it does flit back and forth, but it's somebody who's developed superpowers and he's trying to figure out his powers. Wait, so his hair's over his mask? How do you do that? You have no top to your mask. Yeah, but then your mask would just go bleh. You use Velcro. I don't know how superheroes do it. Do it. You know what? You use glue. Oh, glue you have little it. holes in your head, in the top, and you, just, and you just use a pencil to poke it through. As, as if you were getting your hair bleached. What? That's what they do with hair bleaching. You've got this cap, and they poke the hair through. <laughs> don't do ask you, me how I know. I've never had it done myself. That's not how you, like, dip dye it. Uh, you hold somebody upside down over a bar. We're not talking about hairdressing here. I do not want to get to the stage where somebody says, yes, do a hairdressing podcast. Okay, because this is going to get ridiculous then. Anyway, um, it, it was really interesting. They have two epi- two issues out. I bought the first one. They tried to sell me the second one. I wish I did take it because uh, it, it is interesting. They um, The way the story is told is very engaging. I mean, it starts off where he's, uh, I don't know, a few weeks in the future, then he's in the past, then he's way in the future. I don't know what the present is. Okay, so the Vim initiative, I am actually going to go in the next few days and try and find the next issue of that. And I think Moon, because I've got another issue, I'll, I'll wait a wee while. But th- this is good stuff. There's really good uh, independent stuff. So Moon from uh, Beyond the Bunker. And the Vim initiative from Back Pocket, who are the Northern Irish guys, guys from County Armagh, which is uh, good for me. Support the local artists. Right, so, out of ten, how would you rate the experience you had going to Comic-Con? Mm, a six or a seven. Six or a seven. Catherine? Probably like an eight or something. An eight. Uh, I would say that um, it w- cost us more to go there for the two hours. We stayed for about two hours than it would to go to a two-hour movie. Um, Shh, we're not talking about that. We'll talk about it next time. Like the me. Like bleep 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 was um two and a half hours long. Two and a half hours long, and it was only it was like half the price. Yeah, it was about half the price. So it was very expensive for all there was at it. So would we go back next year? If it's the same company, no. Yeah, I want to go and cosplay. Okay, so it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. Now, we missed out for the past couple of years uh, just because we got busy. Girls, thank you for coming with me because really I did enjoy it being with you and doing all that stuff and sitting at lunch just staring around us and going, look at that, look at that, look at that. Because there were lots of cosplayers walk by. Uh, that's it for this episode. If you would like to contact us, you can by email at mymarksmess at hey, gmail.com. No, that's not your bit. Yeah. At mymarksmess at gmail.com. That is my bit. And Char- 
Charlotte will now do her bit. No, I think that is my bit. You think that's your bit? Well, you do the other bit. bit later. What about Twitter? At Mark's Mess Podcast without the tape. On Facebook? Mark's Mess Podcast. Our webpage? Mark's Mess Podcast.blogspot.com. Next time, we're not doing the letter V, because that'll be the time after that. We're doing another special episode the next time. So, Catherine, do you want, would you like to say goodbye? Bye. Bye. And we'll see you next time on Mark's Mess Podcasts. Yeah.